Greetings, it's Terry at Cottage in the Court. I have a question. We have been gardening all season long from spring, making sure that all of our annual weeds were pulled so the garden was just perfect for the bulbs that we needed to plant. Well, we had already planted and we were merely awaiting them to bloom. But we planted our lilies so that we would have summer fragrance and bloom. We might have planted scallions or anything that would bring us joy as we approached summer. Now we are in the midst of transitioning a new season, a new day, a different time of year. But in the midst of all of our gardening, did we really take time to realize that we need care too? Are we longing for houseplants because we need something external to love? But are we loving ourselves from the inside out? Are we feeding ourselves healthy foods that we have grown ourselves or that we might have purchased from a farmer's market. Self-care, the big picture of self-care is if you don't take care of yourself, who will? I wanna introduce you to a friend of mine, Dr. Sandra Lewis, an inspirational woman, a woman that makes us think about so many things in life. We had a conversation about self-care and gardening. Good morning, Dr. Sandra Lewis. Thank you so much for taking a little bit of time and chatting with uh, myself and the gardening community on many things, um, particularly about where we should be mentally during this time of unintentional pausing. So first and foremost, who are you? Well, I am a clinical psychologist and a personal energy strategist for high achieving women who want to advance their careers and do that without burning out or uh, sacrificing themselves. They want to sustain their wellness and advance at the same time. So I teach them an evidence-based formula that has a little bit of ancient wisdom mixed in to help them transform stress, limiting behaviors and beliefs into purpose-driven leadership and success so that what they do is really aligned with their hearts and who they are in the world and it feels good and their work flourishes and they flourish um, rather than they burn out because they give all their energy into one thing. And burnout is easy, that's so, for sure. Oh, so easy. Yeah. We got a lot of roads that can get us there. <laughs> I think I've been on a few over the course of my <laughs> lifetime, that's for sure. So as you know, I'm all about garden, gardening, and uh, all things nature. While we've been on this road of unintentional pausing, it's affected so many people in so many different ways. Uh, it cracked me up kind of when so many people were amazed that Mrs. Obama stressed that she was feeling a little down. So how would you say that this, that this pandemic 
has created a trend of finding things to love like houseplants. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I would say um, that this is really like, we could call this a great reset, right? It was an unintentional pause. Some people have even called it the great pause. Some call it the great transformation, but this pause, even though unintentional, has given us this opportunity to take a step back. Like, and it also gave us a chance to feel a lot more. So um, while it was unintentional, we actually got a chance to be inside. So we literally had to be inside our homes, but that also meant we had to be inside ourselves because we had to think about more of what mattered to us and how to organize things in a way that felt good to us you know, parents working and teaching their children at home. Well, how do you make that work? Um, you know, running a business at home and, you know, taking care of yourself. And so all of a sudden you discover like, oh shoot, like I wasn't really even cooking for myself that much. I wasn't really like, and so you discover like, wait a minute, I really actually like roasted Brussels sprouts. Um, I really actually have learned like these new recipes because we had to be inside. So it's been, I think, a process of even rediscovering some of the treasures that are within us. And some people have been a lot more stressed. I have to say this to you, that a lot of people, women particularly, have said that their responsibilities have been, have been much more. They've had much more responsibility being at home. Sometimes it's because of the school, doing school and work at home but sometimes it's also because they've been asked to take on more at, at their own places of business. So mm -hmm. somebody might've been let go. And so that now they divide those. So now you have even more responsibility than you usually have. Even though you're not going to an office, you still feel extra burden. So people are really in this place of having to, how do we adjust out of that kind of usual rat race way? And like some of that, we just never want to go back to. Mm -hmm. that we really want to keep as we're in this kind of space where we're down you know, like we're down we're, we're having to, to slow down more than we usually do that's very true um even though you know i garden and i grow a lot of what i eat i guess in the past because of my job and because of my my business i was more focused on freezing things however now like this past week i actually boiled potatoes from my garden, diced up peppers from my garden, and used a garlic vinaigrette and made like a potato salad. And it was amazing. And the old me, pre-pause period, would have said, let me chop up these peppers, put them in the freezer, and they'll be there for the winter. But I find that even I am living more in the now because I get to see my garden how it is now today yeah and you get to experience the freshness of it right you get yeah. to experience more of like the plant has reached this point and you don't have to pause it in the freezer you can just enjoy it as it has reached that point we if we were to think about like food like in chinese medicine they talk about everything having its own essence so um if you're growing tomatoes in your garden or eggplant or whatever you might be growing, it, every food has its own essence. And we in our bodies, the, the different aspects of our body that resonate with different frequencies in nature 
right, mm -hmm. also have an essence that, it, that they respond to. So there's a part, there's an energy system in our body that loves tomatoes or loves eggplant. So imagine that we're catching that, that food right at the moment, it's at the perfect point in its essence, and then we're eating it, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than we've kind of frozen it and put it to the side, and then we come back to it. Um, it's, so, it's such a nice way to be in rhythm, like with our own lives, right? <laughs> like, rather than, you know, I took, I grew this thing, okay, now I can pause it, I can put it over here, and then I can come back to it later, but I grew this, and I can actually be with it now. Just even the feeling of that is, is like, wow, like, mm -hmm. I grew something, I ate it, I was able to sustain myself. You got a different relationship with the earth when you do that. You know, I always call you the earth whisperer. <laughs> But it's true. Anything. So, yeah, yeah. it's true. E even, even I have fallen culprit to the houseplant thing. But I think the reason, one of my reasons for it now, because I am here and I'm noticing voids in my interior scape, mm -hmm. but I actually have the opportunity to look at the plants, like my begonias, the patterns in the leaves how they grow, how they're reaching to the light, and maybe I should turn them to have an evenly, you know, leafed out plant. It's amazing how this period of pausing has even created me to go deeper into self. Yeah. How would you explain that for most people that have been so used to just being busy all the time? You're busy, you're commuting, you get to work, you come home, you water the plant, and that's it. How do you break it down us to understand how we need to take advantage of this time yeah so it's that exact exact energy you hear how you said that it's like very like it's like it's like we're in that hit it hit it i got this i'm doing it i'm doing it i'm doing it so what we've been offered is a chance to be rather than a chance to do so much but to actually be with what we're doing and it's really what what's beautiful about this i think is that when you slow down to look at how your plant is responding to the light, that is what in mindfulness we would call a moment of awareness. So usually you go by, you water plants, you say, oh, let me check if it's enough, all right, let me go. Maybe you can get one of those little bubble things, right? And you just mm -hmm. put the water in there and stick it in the plant and hope the plant goes okay. Mm -hmm. Because it's checked off the to-do list that I watered the plant. But now you're actually in relationship to this plant and what the plant offers you. So the plant is telling you something about the light around you as it's responding to the sun. So mm -hmm. you're thinking about, oh, what does that mean about how I can help the plant flourish? Maybe I can turn the plant. Maybe I should put it in a different position. And so that means now you're becoming more aware of your own environment, that what you're creating for yourself. Like, where do I put this? Where does this go? Maybe there are some things in my home I actually need to let go. I would like to have more room for some plants. Mm -hmm. right you know it's like I'd like to have something that's growing and giving me a sense of life I like when you see something growing and having that sense that life is happening that's energy moving through this plant it's like taking light and whatever's in that dirt right mm -hmm. whatever sounds whatever's going on around it's taking every little bit all what's in the water that comes in and it's using all those things to flourish so what can that do for you? You think about, well, how am I using? Where's the water in my life? Ah. Where's the earth in my life? Where's the light in my life? How am I using those things to help me flourish? 
I think that's the beautiful thing about plants. That's why when I walk, I love catching when a plant or something catches my eye. I just listen, like what, what pops into my head as I see it, because there's always something there for me to glean from just how life force energy is working in the world while we're busy driving our cars and running mm -hmm. around. Yep, yep. And that too is awesome. I've even noticed more of my neighbors walking. I think this has made all of us appreciate nature and the benefits of being out in it, absorbing that natural vitamin D and just being with ourselves in the moment. Yes, absolutely. And here's the thing I'll tell you about this whole being with yourself in the moment. There's, um, I don't even know, I can't even tell you. There's so much research now on mindfulness and how a consistent mindfulness practice, say over a period of eight weeks, a real deep mindfulness practice can help us shift out of a stress, out of you know chronic stress and chronic like fight or flight mode into a space where our nervous system is calmer and our brains even change. Like the parts of our brain that have to do with regulating our body, regulating our emotions, empathy, even intuition. There's like nine different brain areas that seem to be actually nurtured by this ability to like pause, be aware, notice what we're experiencing. So like if somebody, you know, like in, in the beautiful part of it is that you can do it with anything. So if you have this plant that you like, you want to cultivate its growth and you want to see it, right? Mm -hmm. When you're watering that plant and you touch the soil to see if that's enough, right? Just feel that. Noticing what that feels like in your hands. Noticing as you, as you look at the plant, what you see. Maybe you notice little lines, little extra lines in the leaves. Like you mentioned that about the lines in the leaves. Who notices that? Right. So these things, as you just start to use your senses and your awareness, you actually get yourself in this habit of being able to pause. And that way, when, you, uh, when something really major comes along, you're so aware of your own sensory responses to it that you're able to know and say, oh, okay, this is a stressful thing for me. I notice that I'm breathing a little bit heavier, so let me slow, let me see what's happening and, and decide where I want to put my attention. Mm -hmm. Rather than feeling like you have to spiral into, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you can actually make a decision about where is the best place to put my attention now. Mm -hmm. So every morning, um, this is a reveal, uh, you send an email out <laughs> and you give your readers something to think about, something to help them grow. Mm -hmm. Tell me about that. Why did you decide that that was necessary? Yeah, so that's uh, in, the, in this Facebook group I have, it's called Revival. Now, I called it Revival because I grew up in a family where my elders used to go to Revival, you know, mm -hmm. like a few times a year so that meant they were in church a few nights for like a week or so right yep. yeah i remember that <laughs> no revival right because it's all about the fact that we have to come together in community in order for us to thrive and there are so many things coming at us in our lives and you just think about this right my elders black black women black men who dealing with lots of racism lots of kind of social issues and pressures and lots of lacks not enough money, not enough this, but a whole lot of God, right? A whole lot of spirituality. Mm -hmm. Because with that, they knew that they could touch that place in themselves that would allow them to figure out all the challenges they were facing. 
-hmm. And that's what I'm going for every day is how can I touch somebody to help them figure out that within them is that seed that will blossom into the perfect response, the perfect action to take, the perfect perspective on whatever they're facing. The energy to manage it <laughs> is really what it's about for me. Yeah. And, and so many times uh, you'll, you'll ask a question, you'll, you'll pose a question. Yeah. And sometimes I don't have time to respond because that question will be on my mind all day long. And I look at that as like a fertilizer for my growth as an individual and as a gardener as well, and a businesswoman trying to do the balancing act. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and, and that is, that's my goal, right? Is that, first of all, we don't have to have every solution right away. But if we can get to this point where something stimulates within us, those ingredients, just like when the plants are in the earth, we put a seed in the ground. Man, sometimes these seeds are tiny things, Teresa. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, like think about it, like lettuce seeds or something. They real tiny little things, right? Yep. Put it in the ground. And somehow that mixes with everything and the seed breaks open. It blends with something and from something so, so tiny becomes this lettuce that grows into this big, you know, bunch. Mm -hmm. Now you can take that and you can give it to someone. They can eat it. They can share it with their families. Now, when I eat this lettuce, I've now taken in every bit of information that the lettuce has to offer me the nutrients, everything. Mm -hmm. So when I put these things up on, uh, on Facebook or any social media post or in my newsletter, my goal is plant a seed, like plant something that will allow people to recognize that in them are all these ingredients that will work to help them flourish. And if they, when they flourish, they will touch other lives. Just like the lettuce, right? The le somebody grew the lettuce, a gardener grew the lettuce. Mm -hmm. But somebody bought the lettuce in the store. They ate it. Their children ate it, right? And because they were full and happy and whatever the lettuce did for them, they were now able to take some action in their lives. Mm -hmm. So my goal is you take some action that helps you to nurture yourself. And when you do that, you will also take actions that help other people to nurture themselves and grow. I'm, I see it also as a ripple um, that we are all like, 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 you know, pebbles in a pond. Mm -hmm. I drop a ripple. It ripples over here. They drop a ripple and it ripples back to me because whenever somebody responds or writes a comment, that helps me think oh, I see what you're dealing with. Let me think of something else, right? So then I keep flourishing and growing. It's, it's in life in four-part harmony, it's what I call reciprocity. Mm -hmm. So as you give, you also get. Mm -hmm. Such a great, great read, Life in Four-Part Harmony. Oh my goodness. Tell me about that book for real. That, that talk about a seed, that <laughs> book was, has been a seed in my world. Yeah. Really. And, and I'm telling you, I have to say, when I wrote it, I was like, well, how do I pull these ideas together in a way that a person could go here? And if they were feeling like they were just, their body wasn't working well, they could get into, they could start with their body part and just kind of think about, well, how can I help my body? But as they were doing that, they will begin to be aware that their mind and their emotions and their spirit were also significant. 
and that they would just be willing, right? Where any, somebody might start because they have so much self-doubt and they're questioning themselves all the time. They want to get, get work on these thought pieces, the mental part. But wherever you started in the book, you would come to this awareness of yourself as whole. Mm-hmm. Yourself as having these dimensions, right? These dimensions that we work on your body, your, your mind, your emotions, and your spirit. But that was a whole you. And that was all about driving the purpose that you came to the world to fulfill. So if we nurture all of these parts, there's just no way for you not to do who you can, be who you came to the world to be. Mm-hmm. So when I wrote, I was really writing with that spirit of, I want people to feel absolutely loved, that wherever they are in their lives, it's fine. This is your starting point. Everywhere you are is on the way to where you're going. Mm-hmm. And that if you just get started somewhere, right, and start to feel your own rhythm, you can create some balance in your life. You can find some harmony. And with that kind of, a, a, that kind of feeling, you begin to align your actions with your deepest inner self, your own spirit and feel right about how you're moving in the world. Mm-hmm. It's, it's amazing. I, and I think that right now, everybody wants to feel love. It's, it's so evident in what we listen to, what's in the media. It's just so, I think that we're just emotionally drained and we just need to feel love right now. I'm telling you, one one Wednesday, you know what I usually do the live talks on Wednesdays. And one Wednesday, I just chatted with so many people who were just, they were just one after another. They were just like, I had it. I, I can't, you know, I'm, I'm at the end. I've given out. I've just, I'm exhausted by this whole process of being um, sheltered in place and just wearing masks and not knowing what's going to happen. And so I just, I took one week and talked about emotional exhaustion mm-hmm. and um, how to help ourselves recover, you know, from that. Is that awareness that, you know, we, we have to take time to recover when you mm-hmm. feel like you've given everything out and there's nothing left to give. That is definitely a moment that's calling you to a pause, mm-hmm. calling, calling you to like, be still, begin to renew yourself. Look for the places that, that ignite your spirit look for the resources that support you because emotional exhaustion is I think harder than physical exhaustion if you're just physically exhausted then you can go to sleep yeah you'll be all right right yeah yeah awesome man I just worked too long a day let me just go to bed you wake up you're like oh I feel good right mm-hmm. when you are emotionally exhausted sleep is not in fact it's even difficult to sleep mm-hmm. so we have to hear what our emotions are saying to us um, a lot of times we want to push them down. We don't want to listen. But if we can just hold space in the same way we hold space to look at that plant as it's growing, to see what it's noticed, we can do that same thing with our emotions, to hold space, to hear, okay, what's going on inside me? What do I need? Right? What kind of help? And reach out. We, we, we can't do this thing by ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, you have to have people that you talk to, right? Yeah, like you have your dog, you have your plants, you have your kids, mm-hmm. right? Your grandkids. You need people. Now I'm I'm hearing more about people creating what they call pandemic pods, mm-hmm. where they know each other, and they kind of know each other's schedule, so they're comfortable being close with each other and being in the same space. 
mm-hmm. know each other's risk. So it's, it, you know, you have to be comfortable with where the other people move and what their risk is like and that, right? So they might be families in the same community or they might be relatives, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah. I have a garden, my, my collaborative garden partner on another podcast that I do. We, we know that Monday through Friday, we're home in front of our computers working. Mm-hmm. So when we decide that we need to get out, we are we have no problem being with each other with our masks on, but because we know each other's habits. Yeah. And once again, to relate this to the plant world, our plants let us know what they need. Just like we have all come to the realization that we do need people in some way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. We just have to find a safe way of connecting. Exactly. Exactly. Like, you know, people fertilize you. Yeah. And I, I think the other part of it, I don't know if there's something similar in plants, but I know that in the stars, like sometimes stars collide with, with each other and they create like a big boom. Mm-hmm. And from that, all of these particles, like even like gold and platinum can come to earth. So, you know, even though we're in this kind of like disconnected and sort of space where we feel like things are not going well, or they're crashing up against each other. In that, we think about what nurtures us, what, what's nourishing to us. Um, or even the way a seed has to break open, right? A seed is closed, but it has to break open in order for it to flourish. So I think we're being asked to, to think about, well, how is it that we can best connect with each other? Like now we're in this space where we're being closed in. So, but how do we open up just a little bit to allow ourselves to connect? So I've done things where I've met people in the park. We sat on our blankets, you know, six feet away from each other. We had our mask on, we chatted. Um, Sometimes we bought food, (laughs) you know, and sat and we ate our food. Um, And if, you know, someone I know well, we might sit at an outdoor cafe, right? And, um, have something to eat. Mm-hmm. So, I think, yeah, we have to do that because we can't do this alone. No, it's like a seed. And I just thought of this because, you know, my mind is always on, on plants. Uh-huh. There are some seeds like the sweet pea seed in order to help its germination, to help its growth. It is advised that you soak it in water mm-hmm. the night before you plant it to soften the outer coat. I think we've been sitting in water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Our exterior coat has been softened. Yeah. And now we have a choice to grow or not to grow. Yeah. Is that seed old or not old? Uh-huh. 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 That's like when we were kids, they used to let us take the beans out of the uh, green beans. Yeah. Put it in a glass with like a wet paper towel and let it stay there and see if it will root, like mm-hmm. see if it will sprout, and then we could plant it in the ground if it did. Yeah. Exactly, that kind of softening. I, I love that analogy that we are, we've been sitting in water. Yeah. Um, water is that element that no matter what you do, it will break things down. It, it just, it can take us some time, but it, it will. W- water will wear rock, so yeah. it's yeah. Pretty, right? So yeah. we're in that place with, persistence hanging around us right like yeah we have to like be willing to change yeah so how can people find you and and i I just have to say um we were going to talk earlier this spring and life happened yeah but 
this, I don't know where we are at emotionally as a nation, as a gardener, as we're beginning to transition into the next season. I thought it was important that people knew about you today Thank so you. that if they're feeling low, if they want to tap into some just utter positivity, how can they find you? Yeah, so I have this, this Facebook group for women called Revival, Energy Recovery Room for Women Who Take Care of Everything Every Day. And my website is Life in Four, the number four, Heart Harmony. If they follow me on Instagram or my business page on Facebook, it's at The Living Source. So those, and it's any of, any of those, you could, if you want us to talk to me, you can reach out to me. But yeah, <laughs> those are the main. <laughs> well, and I, Lord knows I know how to reach out to you. And can they buy your book? Yeah, so my book is available on Amazon.com. It's called Life in Four, Heart Harmony. And I'll tell you something that I don't often tell people because you're so element oriented, right? You're an earth person. Is that all of those principles that I talk about, wisdom, rhythm, flexibility, and connection. I also think of them as connected to one of the five elements, um, like earth, water. <laughs> yeah, it makes sense. I, yep, and I use those elements to help me understand those principles and how to write about them and how to help people. So I've infused a lot of that, those natural elements into the way I think about how do I help people understand what it means to tap your inner wisdom or to find balance or flexibility in your life. And, you know, trees teach us a lot about that because mm -hmm. they're very flexible, right? And they also... The heavy wind comes along, the tree says, I got to let that branch go. It's time for it to go. It can't hang on anymore, right? Yes. Like the earth, the tree is like, yeah, we needed that. Fine, I'll burn up. That's fine. I'll just nurture the earth, and then something else will grow here. So yeah. it's, it's a must-have, I have to tell you. Now, in parting, because, you know, I always ask this question, we have so many new gardeners now. Some have had pure success in their gardens, others have not. What words do you have for those who have had successes and failures in their garden and in life? What words can you share to inspire them to keep it moving? Mm -hmm. um, everything is moving you to your, the place where you wanna to get to, right? So even though we look at something as a failure, oh my God, that plant didn't grow like I expected. I thought that it would be whatever. I must have done something wrong. Well, maybe the plant is teaching you there's another thing you need to think about in order to help it to do well. Same thing with ourselves. Oh my God, I didn't get that done on time. Oh, it's not going to go well. But maybe you'll still be able to accomplish something and you just may have to take a new direction. So there's this concept called fail forward. Where, yeah, when something goes, doesn't go as you think it would, you look for what new direction it might be pointing you to. Like, what can you learn from that experience? And then how can you use that to actually either go back to the drawing board or maybe take new direction? So there are no real failures, right? Everything is just an opportunity. If you really know where you're going and you know what's important to you, you use it as an opportunity to, for, to, you know, to, to move that goal along. 
Wow, that, that translates into inspiring people that no matter how your garden did this year, just do it again. Do it again. Do it again. You learn something. Yeah, it's important. You know, how important is it for us to be able to grow food? I mean, I can't tell you how many people talk about food shortages, right? And not being able to get food to certain places. So we need people in our communities who can grow food. I have a friend right now. She called me. She said, hey, I got cucumbers out. You need to come and get some, right? So how happy does that make me? Mm -hmm. Last fall, I had butternut squash soup from butternut squash in her garden, like all fall. Mm -hmm. right? So winter, I was so good. I was like, hey, I do not have to go to the grocery store for this. I can go to her garden. So we need that. We need people. Um, we don't think about how much plants help us. They mm -hmm. off oxygen. As a person who's asthmatic, hello, right? Mm -hmm. We know we need people who are willing to work with the earth and the plants and to nurture them and make sure that the earth is, you know, kept safe and well so that plants can flourish, right? Yeah, just so we, like people. Yeah, don't, don't give up on your garden. Go back because we can, we can use whatever you're growing. It will help us. Yeah, and let's not give up on mankind womankind either because what like you feed my soul mm. so you are like the vegetable in my life garden because i'm eternally fed by the words and the, the questions that you ask on a daily daily basis to a point i cleaned out my facebook this weekend uh, and actually all last week was a, a lot of of weeds in there uh -huh. and I made a conscientious decision to feed my soul with only positive energy. Mm -hmm. So if there's negative energy that's on my Facebook page, I scroll past it now. I don't even open it, don't look at it. I scroll past it. Yeah. If we feed ourselves that positive energy, it will keep us growing. Absolutely. So I appreciate you being a vegetable in my life garden. Oh, that's so nice. <laughs> oh, and I hope more people connect with you so they too can grow in their life gardens. Yes. So once again, your Facebook page is? The Living Source. And my book is Life in Four-Part Harmony. It's a number four. Yeah, Part they need to get the book. Trust <laughs> me on this. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, you know it. Wow. Every time I am exposed to Dr. Sandra Lewis, I am inspired. I tend to look at myself a different way. And I also tend to be at peace with who I am in the present. Just chatting with her made me remember what I was doing this time last year. I was packing because generally August is my time for my refresh, restore, and reset. For the past 10 years, I have been traveling to Europe in August for the sole purpose of just giving myself a self-care reboot, so to speak. And of course, I travel to gardens. 
well, that's not happening this year. And by some accounts, I should be a little down. But by other accounts, I'm just exploring what's right at my fingertips. And it reminded me of a poem I heard recently called Travel by Edna St. Vincent Millay. The railroad track is miles away and the day is loud with voices speaking. Yet there isn't a train goes by all day, but I hear its whistle shrieking. All night there isn't a train goes by, though the night is still for sleep and dreaming, but I see its cinders red on the sky and hear its engine streaming. My heart is warm with friends I make and better friends I'll not be knowing. Yet there isn't a train I wouldn't take no matter where it's going. I hope you're dreaming of traveling like I am. But in the meantime, follow me, travel with me, locally or abroad, on Facebook, Cottage in the Court, Instagram and Twitter, Cottage in Court. And I also have a collaborative podcast with Peggy Riccio called Gardens and Plants. And we talk about our exploits as we travel locally to visit places and gardens and we chat about plants that we're growing each and every day. Follow me. And in the meantime, embrace the earth. She's here for us.